Welcome back to the Jim Leach Show. We have spent a lot of time on the program in recent months talking about energy policy in general, talking about our own city water, light, and power here in Springfield. And at some point, you've probably heard about the Grain Belt Express Energy Transmission Project. Well, that project is moving into the permit phase, a regulatory process here, an important step toward the final construction of what could be a um, massive project, both in terms of economic opportunity here in Illinois, as well as uh, the future of energy here in our state and in our region. And to talk more about that, we are joined this afternoon by Patrick Witte. He's the vice president of transmission for Invenergy, which is the owner of the Grain Belt Express project. Also, Mark Denzel with the Illinois Manufacturers Association with us as well. Gentlemen, thanks to both of you for being here with us. Welcome. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having us today. Uh, Patrick Woody, I want to start with you. Uh, and again, uh, a lot of folks, I'm sure, have heard about this, this uh, uh, high uh, high power transmission line running really across uh, the middle of the state from border to border. I may not know a lot of the particulars on it. So if you just walk us through some of the basics of the Grain Belt Express project and why it's needed. Jim, thanks for the chance to talk to you and be on the show today. So we're, ext- we're initiating an extensive public input process on the proposed Grain Belt Express power line. This project is going to provide more affordable and reliable power for Illinois and all at no cost to Illinois consumers. So Grain Belt Express is a transmission line that will cross four states in total, Kansas, Missouri, Illinois, and Indiana. It will connect three of the largest energy grids in the country. and that will be a major reliability backbone for the United States and for the Midwest. Here in Illinois, the project will create $1.2 billion in new economic activity for the state and be a major driver of energy affordability. So we're very excited about the project. And I'll mention, too, the company I work for, Invenergy, that's working on Grain Belt, is, was, was a company founded and is still based in Illinois. Uh, we have successfully developed 17 different projects across the state, and we are very, very excited to be making this investment in our home state. Help us picture the infrastructure necessary for something like this, uh, a high-voltage transmission line to carry the, the type of load of energy that we're talking about uh, from uh, the Missouri state line on through to the Indiana state line. How big do these lines have to be? How big is the infrastructure to support those lines? What does it mean in terms of its impact on farmland and uh, you know a- anybody else's property or right-of-way in the impacted area across the, the middle of Illinois. Sure. So the project is an overhead power line. I think folks who have, uh, you know, driven driven highways and interstates would be familiar with this kind of infrastructure um, as an overhead line. Each of the structures is between 130 to 160 feet t- tall or so. And one of the reasons I think with, with any transmission line, you're always talking about a combination of benefits and impacts and one of the reasons we think this project is so compelling is, is we understand how important the productivity of land is uh, for Illinoisans and the structures within the you know within every easement area, which is the area roughly on 75 feet of each side of the line. That easement is what landowners will receive compensation for, and the structure footprint takes up about one percent of that easement area. And in the rest of the easement area, landowners will have continued 
use and access of that land. And so the land is going to maintain productivity on that 99% portion. And in that 1% footprint, you're going to have the, the structure itself. Um, and so that, again, just, just creates an opportunity for a tremendous amount of, of economic productivity. And I talked about the $1.2 billion in new economic activity for the state. The process of constructing the project will generate 2,200 direct jobs during construction. And over the operations of the line during the first 20 years, it's $33 million in payments to county governments along the route. Talk about the the safety aspect of these high voltage transmission lines as they uh, move uh, again through people's properties, probably in some cases near to homes and, and communities and things. Is there any sort of a safety factor at all? What do people need to know about that? So, Jim, there's about 120,000 miles of electric transmission infrastructure that operates in the United States, and Grain Belt will be built to the same standards as any other transmission line that people live and work and play around in our environment safely every day. We're talking with Patrick Witte of Invenergy, uh, which is uh, putting the Grain Belt Express Energy Project uh, into practice here in Illinois, hopes to at least. Uh, we're also joined by Mark Densler of the Illinois Manufacturers Association. Mark, let me bring you in on this. Uh, and, and why is the IMA on board with this, given that it's, it's taking energy that's originating in one state, moving it across Illinois to a destination point in, in a third state? Why, in your view, is this a good thing for Illinois? Well, thanks, Jim. That, that's a great question. And Manufacturers employ about 550,000 men and women in Illinois today. We provide the single largest uh, part of the state's economy. But one of the most important things for a manufacturer is having access to affordable, reliable, and low-cost power. I mean, that is a competitive advantage that we enjoy in the state of Illinois. And we fully support uh, the Grain Belt Express because this is going to create another avenue to make sure that customers, whether they be residential customers or commercial or industrial customers in Illinois, um, are able to take advantage of this energy. And I think one of the, the very neat things about this, Jim, is this is going to transmit clean energy that, that's coming across. But it's also got a unique effect that in the event that we have a snow emergency like we had last week, you actually have the ability to send energy back the other way. So, you know, we've seen incidences occur in Texas, for example, where they had a hard time getting energy. The unique nature of this power line is in the event that we have to see, send energy back the other way, we're able to do it. And so, again, this is building our infrastructure, which is critically important, whether it's roads and bridges and waterways. In this case, it's electric infrastructure. We have to make sure that we have that, that we can provide the energy to our homes and businesses. Is any of this energy uh, directly bound for Illinois customers, or just does it serve to just overall create uh, a more competitive marketplace, which should, in theory, at least help to bring some prices down? Well, as, as Patrick noted, this is going to tie together three regional grid operators. We have two in Illinois. We have the MISO territory, and we have PJ&M. Um, so this ties the three of them together, and ultimately there will be customers in Illinois that are able to take advantage of energy that's carried through these lines. I want to bring Patrick Woody back into this now because, uh, as noted, uh, we're into the regulatory process for all of this. Uh, walk us through what that looks like. Who has to sign off on all of this, and, and what is the timeline for that process? So what we are at the outset of today, and we actually had our very first public meeting and a series of 27 public meetings we will be holding across the state. The route is cited in nine counties. And in each county, we will hold three phases, where in each phase there's a public meeting. And so 
those 27 meetings are an opportunity for us to engage with the public, with landowners, seek feedback on the primary route and the alternate route that we will eventually propose to the Illinois Commerce Commission, who will then review that application. And likely mid-year 2022 is when that application would go in. Um, and so we're at the outset of that process. And, and for us, landowner and public input is critically important on a project like this. And so we're excited to begin that dialogue and looking forward to that meeting process. Uh, the website for Grain Belt Express actually features a, a couple of different proposed routes through Illinois. What will be the determining factor as to which one of those you ultimately settle on? Well, it's an interesting uh, question you asked there, Jim, because there's some, there's some project history I think that's worth uh, reviewing here, which is the Grain Belt Project went before the Illinois Commerce Commission in 2015 and was, in fact, approved by the ICC at that time. Now, that approval was later overturned on a technicality, but the, that, that issue has been resolved by the legislature, and, and we are very glad that both the Illinois Commerce Commission and the Illinois General Assembly understand the importance of expanding transmission investment in the state of Illinois. And so we are, um, to, to your question in terms of the, the factors that go into the route, that primary route that we are presenting had previously been approved, and the primary and the alternate route that we will be submitted, I think, will go through a very similar process uh, as had been done before. And obviously, in the in the years since that project went through that process, um, you know, there may be changes on on parcels or in communities that we are eager to uh, get feedback on, and, and really, that's the important part of this process. Do you have already the, the rights for the land you would need to proceed with this? Do you have eminent domain powers? Uh, how far along are you in that process of actually securing the, the physical land to be able to move forward? In Illinois, we have not begun a land acquisition process. So that would come after that application to the ICC. And again, do you have eminent domain powers in Illinois? Are you able to to simply go in and, and make the case that because this is a a necessary project, you are you can you know proceed with acquiring that land, or do you just simply have to negotiate with each and every one of those property owners? Eminent domain authority may be a component of that application and approval, but I want to underscore here that that is an absolute last resort for us. And as a company and as a project, we are committed to working on a voluntary basis with landowners. And, you know, I want to note Inventergy, our company, has relationships with over 12,000 landowners. Over 80% of those landowners are farmers and ranchers. And were it not for that track record of building trust and working in partnership with landowners, we would not have had the success we have had as a company in being able to successfully develop nearly 200 projects. Uh, again, uh, for folks who are not familiar with this, the, the proposed routes we're talking about run generally south of Springfield. One uh, proposed route would go closer to Verdon, the other one more toward the uh, the Carlinville area, uh, and running again uh, from border to border across the state here. So uh, for the general public who may have an interest in this, may want to, uh, to comment or in some other way uh, offer information that may be pertinent to the regulatory process, what's their procedure? for doing so so i would offer two things one is if you go to the grainbeltexpress.com website in addition to those in-person public meetings we have virtual we have a virtual public meeting running right now so if you if you go to the site you'll see a pop-up window 
You can click through, get all the same information that you would have at any one of the in-person meetings. Jim, I know you got a lot of listeners, probably covering a lot of area. So I don't want to confuse anyone by getting into specific county meeting information. But if you go to grainbeltexpress.com, there's a contact us page. And if you're interested in a public meeting specific to your local area, you can reach out to us by the email contact there or by calling our project hotline at one 866 452 4082. And we would love to hear from folks, and, and we really are um, looking forward to the input that we will receive from the public. We'll come back to that number and web address in one moment. Before we go, uh, Mark Densler, I uh, just want to, again, give you one more chance here uh, to, to make a case for this from a manufacturing, from a business perspective here in Illinois, why you think this would be a valuable project. Well, again, Jim, uh, thank you for the question. Businesses and, and residents need to make sure that we have a safe, secure, efficient means of powering our homes and businesses. And this is a great investment by an Illinois company. And one of the things that the IMA did is we did the research, and Patrick talked a little bit about it. They've had 17 projects in Illinois, and they have great relationships with the landowners. And, and we did our due diligence, and we talked to some of them to say, did they treat you fairly? Absolutely. And so they're really a trust partner. We've done the background, but for economic development, we have to invest in our infrastructure. We want to make sure when we're in a polar vortex or we're 100 degree days that we have power that comes to our houses and businesses. That's critically important. And, and this is just a, a wise investment that, again, without the cost to consumers, they're not asking for taxpayer incentives. Um, this is something that's an investment that's going to pay dividends for Illinois families and businesses to make sure they have power when they hit that switch. And Patrick Woody, Vice President of Transmission for Invenergy, one more time, if you would, the web address and the phone number for people to uh, learn more about this or to offer their input on this project. Graybeltexpress.com with the hotline of 1-866-452-4082. And just to underscore that point Mark was ending on, if you go to that graybeltexpress.com website on the contact page, there is also a vendor inquiry form. And so I want to let anyone know who may be a member of the construction supply chain, if a type of project like this, energy infrastructure projects, transmission lines are ones that uh, – you have the capabilities to participate in. We are looking forward to hearing from you, and, and the project will bring jobs to the area. And so we're looking forward to working locally whenever we can. Gentlemen, thank you both for your time this afternoon. We really appreciate it. Please keep us posted on the uh, uh, progress that you're making uh, toward the Green Belt Express uh, transmission project. Thanks again. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim.